Hi, welcome to PLA Media and Applaudable Perspectives. I am sitting here, this is Pam Lewis, with Mark Logston, who is the long-suffering Mark Logston, who has been with me, the, <laughs> the, I think he's my longest employee so far, which I would consider... Ever? I think maybe, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, Gary worked for me. Gary was there a long time. Terry, oh, that's true. Terry was there Oh, Terry time. was here 18 years. 18 years, yeah. okay, fair enough, but part-time. Yeah. Terry was part-time. Terry's our accountant that we adored who passed away. But anyway, I, I feel like one of the smartest things I have ever done was uh, take Beverly Keel's call, and she recommended a guy named Mark Logston, and he was looking for a job. He had graduated from MTSU, and I called him for an interview, and my life has been changed forever. <laughs> Well, let's first just talk about that interview. Oh, please do. Um, so I, mean, I you give your version, I'll give mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, at the time when I graduated, it was the recession, and so I uh, had already had some work in the management field and the record label field, and then of course everything fell apart, and I uh, graduate college and I don't have a job. So right. sure. I am looking for a job. Uh, I am one of those numbers people, so I'm keeping Excel sheets of every time where I'm doing something. So if I'm uh, emailing someone or if I'm on the phone with someone or I am going to physically mail a resume to someone, I'm, I'm keeping a log of it. And you were the 583rd person that I had reached out to. Um, you wow. were my 13th job interview. That's tenacity, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And the day that you called me for the interview, I was already driving to Nashville. From Kentucky. From Kentucky, yes. I, was, I, had, I had moved my apartment in Nashville's lease was up in February of that year. So I just moved back home with the bags packed. I was like, I'll go wherever the job is. When I was in college, the NARIS organization, better known as the Grammys, uh, provided me with scholarships. And they had given me tickets to go to the Beyonce show and didn't tell me they were also going to surprise me and let me be, meet Beyonce that day. And so I, you call me for the job interview and I'm already driving to Nashville. I'm like, perfectly, we'll do this. I'm already on the way. And I remember telling you, I was like, well, I can come in for the interview, but I'm in regular clothes. I'm not in business clothes. So I come in a t-shirt. No, I think I was in a button down, but I was in jeans, which is not the business casual environment that we have here. But even more funny <laughs> and ironic is what happened later that night. So I come in, I do the interview with you. I meet uh, two other associates while we're here. Um, so then they give us the tickets, and we're in the front row of the Beyonce show. You've seen me at a show. I'm very enthusiastic. But those, are, those of you who don't know Mark, I, I always say, I don't know if it's more fun to go to a show with him because he loves music or to go and just watch him. Because he is the life of the party, for sure. <laughs> He's live at the party. So the Tennessean photographer that was there <laughs> captures a photo. And when I see the newspaper the next day, I have already decided in my head I will never get a job in Nashville. <laughs> because right there on the front of the entertainment section is a picture of the front row of Beyonce's show. And they have caught me mid-clap. So I am... With praying hands, what it looks like on the front of the paper with under the headline, All Hail Queen Bee. Stop <laughs> it. Why is that not on our website? We need that picture. I am hoping that picture died. No, I want that. I want that. 
Okay, well let's 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 rewind for a second. Talk a little bit about Beverly and your relationship with Beverly and how we know Beverly. Yeah. Well, I met Beverly as a student at MTSU. She was at that time she was a professor of publicity in the recording industry. So I took her course there. Love the woman. She was like a beacon, a light. So she had been on both sides as a journalist and as a publicist. And I was like, this is amazing. This is an incredible career path. Just the reputation she has in this city is phenomenal. Well, nationwide. I mean, yeah, People Magazine she yeah, for Tennessee. I mean, People now turned, she's dean. Yeah, now she's dean of the department. And she never has called me. Mind you, I've been in, I've been in, in Nashville since 84. Beverly has never called me ever and said... If you're looking for someone, hire Mark Logston. So it was very providential. I mean, it just was the timing was perfect. It was a it, it, the planets lined up, and I thought, well, if she thinks this guy's special, maybe you know, maybe I should take an interview with him. And we that were, twenty bucks was very well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Beverly, and she knows that too. I owe her for this opportunity so much. And to this very day, you've got an article from Beverly right in the front lobby. Uh, of yeah. our office. Well, it's been a great association, and uh, I, I said, Marcus, said, listen, if you ever decide to pack it in, call me because I don't know that I want to do this without <laughs> you. Uh, it, it's it's been a, it's really been a labor of love, and we've we've weathered lots of storms, and I think come out of it. Right now, we're in the middle of a COVID epidemic, uh, and we've been in quarantine, and uh, it's just been interesting. It's been a different way of doing business that we've had to adapt to. All of us had to, of course. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your background, what brought you to where you are now. I mean, you've worked in radio, you worked in management companies, you actually were a math major before and taught math. Mm-hmm. Mark had a full ride at another university and said, no, nah, I don't think I want to do this anymore, much to the chagrin of his parents. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so talk a little bit about that. And, and, and I think what I'm trying to, to, the point that I'm trying to make is, I don't think any of us have a roadmap that is that is completely straight and narrow and is the way life is going to turn out for ourselves. I mean, I think we sort of morph as we go along. So talk a little bit about, grew up in Kentucky, small town, in a holler, logs in holler, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I grew up in Litchfield, Kentucky, which uh, is a tiny dot on the map um, on a tobacco farm that uh, was my grandmother's and my it was the grandmother on my dad's side, and there are seven siblings in that family. And so they all lived around the edge of the farm. And so when we were growing up, we were always in a tobacco patch, which if anyone ever works tobacco, that is a year-round crop. So anyways, so that was that's my beginning. I'm the youngest of the three brothers. Uh, there's three of us total. And then um, I just always loved music. My brothers, uh, the oldest one was really into sports. The middle one was into cars and then there's me and I just dove into I remember the first music video I saw on CMT that I could remember it was Pam Tillis's Maybe It Was Memphis. I fell in love with music love at that it. point. I had a red Walkman and I would just keep cassettes in it and walk around the house and annoy my entire family <laughs> with it. Um, and I remember getting like uh, music was such a gift growing up like um, I remember getting my first one at Christmas was a wine was a Winona Judd solo record and Winona Winona was a Kentuckian as well so it's like we grew up listening to the Judds those kind of things were the like the foundation and I just always had a, f- a fascination with it and then when I was a senior in high school an assembly came to my high school 
and they were called Diversity Showcase Assemblies, and they came in and did a anti-bullying diversity awareness program. Wow. And then... That's really progressive. Yeah, and it's very neat, because obviously we've worked with those kind of programs here at PLA afterwards, and then... The next day, after they did the program in school, they sold a ticket, and you could go to their covers show the next night. They had a few of their original songs, um, but it was the first moment where it clicked with me that if a band that was based in Atlanta can find Litchfield, Kentucky, then I can go the other direction. Mm -hmm. And so I became fascinated with these folks, followed them around until they eventually gave me a job and let me work the merch lines and stuff for their shows while I was uh, trying to figure out, well, how does this whole industry work? Mark, mm. can I ask a question? How did you get the courage to do that? Because that was really brave. That was a very brave thing for you to do. It was brave for you to move to Nashville and to start going to MDSU. And what was it about you? Do You just had the, this curiosity to spread your wings yeah as soon as we could get wings on the farm wings as soon as we can get wheels on the farm not wings <laughs> um i That's was next I was, on the list that is that is next <laughs> um but as soon as we got wheels which uh was funny because my first car um was a police impound it was 500 bucks my it. my aunt perlane went with my dad to this police auction Knew that I was wanting a car, and if anyone could work my dad, it was my Aunt Perlane. I love that woman. She is just incredible. And so this Cavalier comes through. The story goes, my aunt nudged my dad and was like, I bet you, you won't, I bet you won't bid on that car. Well, dad's the only person that bids on the car. So my brother and I have gone Christmas shopping, and when I come back, there's a multicolored, well, multi-versions of red because it's a police impound, and Lord knows it didn't get taken care of. Um, oh Cavalier God. sitting in the driveway. And so that's what, as soon as I got wheels, I was like, I am ready to I go. I am out of here. Yeah. I was like, let me, let me see where I, this car can take me. Now I have to say full disclosure, Mark has lived more places, more apartments and had more automobiles than anybody I know. And he's not, <laughs> he's still a very young man. I have to say, it's like, I was saying, what'd you do this weekend, Mark? I moved. What'd you do this weekend, Mark? I bought a new car. I'm like, those are big decisions, and you do it like I went to the grocery store. <laughs> I love we cars. We laugh about it. And he's like, be... I'll go with you and shop for cars anytime you want, Pam. I'm oh, like, I, I pull out Excel sheets. I'm ready to go. I got the questions ready. Oh, yeah. Um, you're, you're wonderful. I just love it. I get I get so bored with vehicles after a year or two, and I'm like, I noticed that, is, that about, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even make it a year. I don't know. There's always just something in me that if I've got a passion for something, it's hard to for me to contain it. I was brave enough to finally tell my parents what I wanted to do because after high school, had the grades and gotten enough, gotten enough scholarships that I could attend Western Kentucky tuition free. And so I went my first two years there, but never was brave enough to tell my parents or even myself that this is a career option, I can figure this out. So I went as a math educator. And then finally, at the time I had a friend that was also interested in the music business. And so we both kind of looked into programs. We looked at Belmont. We looked at MTSU. But the interesting part was MTSU offered at the time, I don't know if it's still available, it's called Academic Common Market, where you had to sign paperwork that MTSU would provide you with in-state tuition to attend the university only in the recording industry program. But if a university in Kentucky got a recording industry program, you had to agree to be their first students and oh, go, go into the program. Okay. So I switched to MTSU, met the incredible professors there, um, if you have an opportunity, check out the MTSU program. I 
love their classes. I love how engaged they get with their students. It's just a fantastic program. There is so. now a Mark Logston scholarship that I s- set up yeah. in your Thanks honor. Thanks to you. Yes, because uh, MTSU means so much to you. Yeah. So I go through two years at MTSU. The last semester, I get a letter from... Eastern Kentucky University, they are launching a music business program. No. So part of my agreement was I'm supposed to now switch to Eastern Kentucky University, which is in Richmond, Kentucky, um, in the middle of the Appalachia, and finish out my program. And so thank God for professors like Beverly and Amy Macy, and they wrote letters to the organization and requested that I get to finish my degree program at MTSU, and they honored it. And so I got to stay there. Um, So, yeah, those educators there really get behind their students. That's what I love about it. Can you talk a little bit about from the time that your tenure here, what has changed in the music business? How has PR changed? How has the way of delivering music changed? And the way that we relate to media outlets? So many things have changed. When I first got into... Uh, your office here, our database was four books. Cision, uh, now every, anyone that works in the PR industry, you're dealing with a program called Cision or Focus, uh, most likely. There's probably some other alternatives out there, but that's the one that the we use. The biggest ones and the yeah. best ones. And so that's your entertainment database. It's got the list of all the journalists, what outlets they work for, their audience, how to reach them, those kind of things. Cision was four books. It was a, it was a newspaper's radio a tv magazines and magazines so we were spending a lot of time following up trying to find the right person before we could even pitch anybody right. in those days um and the press release carried a lot more value then than it did now uh, certainly spotify's taken off social media has just incredibly grown at the time when we started so we've seen the and the growth of social media and the ability for artists to directly connect with fans that is just incredible. It's a phenomenal asset. Now you know what markets you've got audiences in. Now you know what age group to focus on and who to target and those kind of things. And you've got the ability to pump right into their phone and talk to them directly, mm-hmm. which is new. I mean, that that wasn't an option. Now to see where we went from just creating a, a profile, and even before that, think about what you did. You were one of the first firms to have a website. We were the first firm on Music Row to have a website. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was pointed out to me early on. It's like the old adage, the cobbler's children have no shoes. If we don't do a good job promoting ourselves and have a good website and have uh, good graphics, etc., why would anybody hire us? You know, we have to try to excel. And I think we still, uh, because I'm, I come from old school where you never jumped in photographs with your clients. You never boasted. So it's hard for me to do that. I, I feel like it's a little bit narcissistic, but it's important to sort of say, hey, here's what we do, and to remind people, here's what we do. And we've been very, very blessed that most of the clients we've had, we've had for a long time, or they leave for a while and then they come back, they go on hiatus, they spend money on recording or something else or a book or whatever they're working on, and then they come back to us. So that's a feather in our cap, you know, to me. That's, that's a, a great testament to the work that we do. Yeah, and you were also... Uh, innovative in the fact that you didn't focus only on music. Well, it's just things that I care about. I love history. I love tourism. And so that kind of has morphed into another arena for us. I love travel, so the Americana Music Triangle, and that was all 
attached to Aubrey Preston and the work that we both worked on with historic preservation. So it all sort of dovetailed very nicely, and then we've been blessed to be on board with Icon Entertainment since the very first announcement. Yeah, in January the first, of 2012. Was first it? press conference yeah. announcing that they were breaking ground on the Cash Museum. Yeah. And, uh, and then you've worked, I mean, we've able to, been able to branch into the government industries as well and the public awareness campaign right. for the Nobody Trash of Tennessee. So you want to be able to offer a variety of services and know that if one field takes a hit, the other field can keep you maintained. That's right. Um, I mean, it's certainly we've seen the entertainment field take a hit with the COVID uh, this year. So we went from pitching an idea to a journalist to now more laying out the idea, providing them with editorial kind of storylines or they can provide us with questions, we can get the answers and work the storylines for them and, and they can then we they help can just do their jackson. job for them. Yeah, right? it's and it's important that we want the journalists that we're connecting with to know that we're gonna provide you with as many assets as we can to make your job as easy because you are taking the time to help promote our client and they'll let us take the time mm -hmm. to help you do that. So we're doing a lot of different brainstorming to help market whatever the product is. It could be an author, it could be a restaurant, it could be a museum, it could be certainly a touring artist. And with, through the COVID, and I was kind of concerned, like how, what's gonna happen? How are we gonna make this work? And you know, talk a little bit about that because I think we've been very pleasantly surprised about uh, A, that our clients has, have pretty much stuck with us, but B, how we've been able to penetrate and get stories placed during a time when people aren't touring yeah, well, with coronavirus, there was just this immediate pause on what would typically be our bread and butter for the summer, which is... Tour press. Tour press. Yeah. Everyone is in the boat of, let's find a way to navigate through it, because entertainment doesn't stop. Music doesn't stop. It didn't, it didn't stop during the Depression. I mean, people still went to the movies, and, and I think... I'm, I'm sort of a Pollyanna, I, su I suppose... But I think that when you are out of your comfort zone, that's when you get more innovative and when opportunities arise, if you look for them. Yeah. So I think it's not being fearful of that. It's being able to look at the silver lining, look at the possibilities, and to stay open and to keep communicating. Tell me a little bit about what, what you like most about your job, what makes it difficult. What, what are the things that you dislike about your job? I love the ability to connect with those that know how to create music the growing up being the creative able, process yeah that creative process and just the the energy of a creative person is different yeah. and it's they're it, wired it's, differently it's exciting to mm -hmm. see them take an idea and turning into something that can find a message to connect with folks beyond them beyond the individuals that are just telling the story mm -hmm. and that's what we love about music that's what particularly i love about music so that that has always been a um a part that I've always really enjoyed is the ability to connect because I mean there's certainly thousands of jobs in the music industry but management and PR are the two jobs business wise that get you in direct contact with those that mm -hmm. um, that, are, that are making the creative process the part that is um, probably the largest hurdle is finding the right message that's going to connect with the journalist. And so sometimes you've got a story that you think is an angle that will work. Newsworthy. Yeah, and but you're not, if you don't write it correctly and you don't deliver the message in a timely format, 
If you don't deliver it in something that's going to hook that journalist and help them understand, they're never going to open the email. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to establish a relationship and make sure that you continue to deliver content to them that is going to be engaging. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to be one of those people that burns through a journalist, which yeah. is, that's just, you can't have that. You can't have it, no. And fortunately for the current uh, PR industry, we've got so many tools to get to know a journalist without ever connecting with that person on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you've got Facebook feeds, you've got Twitter feeds, you've got Instagram. Mm-hmm. Take a look, see what they like. If you can, if you see that they are following a particular uh, trend or if they are interested in a particular topic, then find a way to work it in. See if you've got an angle that works. Um, how about some advice? Somebody leaving college, starting a job, you can talk in general about about uh, what you would tell them to remember or some, some tips that have worked for you. It doesn't have to be music or entertainment related. It can be in general. First of all, do not be passive. It's like when I was looking for a job, as I told you, you were the 583rd person that I reached out to. If you want something, you're going to have to work for it. And it, it's not going to be handed to you. You're probably not going to land it on your first email or your first interview. But yeah, just not giving up is the is the is the best piece of advice because whether you're in the entertainment field and you're trying to find a professional job or you're on the creative side, you know you have got to continue to push forward. If you believe in that you've got something special and that it's what you really want to do, you know keep looking, keep knocking. The other thing that is really a phenomenal asset for especially individuals that are graduating now is there are so many organizations that you can join to help expand your network. There are organizations like YEP and other organizations that you need to join to expand your network as much as you can. And join now because some of those organizations will grandfather you in to their professional organizations once you graduate. It's an easy way to get in and still can get access to those databases. What else do you want to add? What didn't I ask you I should have? Well, I think the the lesson that I learned over the years, and obviously as a as a young person, you you grow into your field a bit, but learning to be myself more around people. I mean, you saw me struggle with my own like becoming self aware and and becoming your personal life. Yeah, my personal life and and being you know, can I be a gay man in the country music industry? That was a that was a big that was a big hurdle to get past. I mean. I was and I 29. When you told me, and I was like, well, it's about time. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And you were like, I didn't want to lose my job. And I'm like, Mark. I mean, it, I wanted to cry. I think I did cry. Yeah. Because I was just like, wow. And it was such a burden off of you. And it, I think it made us closer. And um, I want to be open. I want to. I mean, I'm not perfect, for God. And you don't need to tell people that I'm not perfect. <laughs> but I mean, I think we're all... The more that we can eat, everybody can be self-actualized and be themselves and be able to fully express ourselves, um, the better we're all going to be, you know, as a as a community, as a state, as a nation, as a globe, basically. Yeah, you know? and, and that's the, that was that's an important lesson I hope other individuals take. And we've certainly had those that have um, pondered that same question that sure. have worked for us. And I've hoped that I have provided them with an opportunity to know that it's okay. It's totally, and, it's, yeah. and that uh, it's not going to be a, it's not going to hinder anything. And, and I think, thank God, it, we're changing. The t- I think, I think yeah. the community's changing. We're yeah. becoming more broad-minded. I hope you know. But um, 
I think the wonderful thing about the world that we work with, and I agree with Mark, the thing that I find most exciting is being around creative people, whether they're writers, I mean, usually there's people upstairs playing music. We're, it's quiet, it's just us today, but it's not uncommon to hear somebody tapping their foot, creating a song from upstairs, writing guitar part or keyboard part or whatever. It's exciting to be around. Um, and, to, and to realize that that is what helps life become important and livable and special and um, adds the texture to life and it's not it's not just uh, black and white and, and, and boring and it, the, all, the great art the art that we run, the paintings, the sculptures, the, the music, I mean it's what makes life worth living and I think that's we're going to continue. We're going to get through it. We're going to do better. You know, uh, I love what the music of comfort, the songs of comfort that Yo Yo Ma is doing, mm -hmm. and, and inspiring other people to do the same. And and you know, you watch the news, and it's like I sit there and I tear up, and I watch how people are loving one another, and how we're finding common ground, and it's what we're all about. That's really at the end of the day, we can sort of pretend that we we're we're all self self realized and we're self-sufficient but at the end of the day we are all connected and uh, we have to learn to figure out how to do better how to be kinder yeah how to be kinder to the planet kinder to each other you know how, yeah. to, how to learn yeah well if you want to connect with us you certainly know how you can uh, just find us at plamedia.com and Pam and I are both on there and you've got our email addresses and if you have any questions you're more than welcome to reach out to us and uh, we will keep um, this uh, podcast moving forward and we certainly have more episodes coming in the future yeah and if you want us to talk about something let us know send us an email if there's something you want us to address or if you have an interesting guest share them with us